Journal, inspiring faith at work. Hello and welcome to this podcast episode. I'm Koshi Matthew, one of the members of the Luke's Journal editorial team. And joining me, we have Nick Brown, who's written his article on evangelism for medical students. It's a pleasure to have you on the podcast, Nick. Thanks, Koshi. It's great to be here. So, Nick, before we get into a couple of questions about your article, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. So I'm currently doing a ministry apprenticeship at Hunter Bible Church here in Newcastle. But before doing that, I worked as a JMO in the hospitals around Newcastle. I went to med school in Armadale. It's where the two of us met. Uh, it's where I became a, I became Christian as you and uh, other friends within medicine shared the gospel with me for the first time. And I think since then, it's just been a continual uh, process of growth in my Christian walk. What a blessing. Seven years ago, I remember bringing you to Bible study for the first time and uh, look where we are now writing <laughs> articles about evangelism. That's great. Well, we've definitely come a long way. <laughs> and so, Nick, can you tell us a little bit about evangelism? Uh, for our audience, what exactly do you mean by evangelism? Hmm. Yeah, so fundamentally, evangelism is just sharing the message of the gospel mm. with people. Uh, it's calling them to repentance for their sin um, and telling them about the good news of what Jesus has done in dying for the forgiveness of their sins and then rising again um, to give them the hope of eternal life and how he's now reigning and ruling in heaven and he will return to judge. And that's quite interesting. And you, you, you mentioned the... Uh, the concepts about uh, why we evangelize as well. And there are quite a number of reasons. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So I think in the article I wrote, I refer to three different reasons that I can see in the Bible. Mm. The first reason is because we have a God who's glorious, who's praiseworthy, who's majestic, mm. who's uh, deserving of all worship and honor. And as people are sinning, they're rebelling against God. So they're robbing him of the glory that he deserves. Yes. And as people hear the gospel, they repent of their sin. They mm. put their faith in him and they live for him. Um, they are giving him the praise and the yes. worship that he deserves. So that's the first reason. The second reason uh, we evangelize people is because we're actually commanded to by Jesus yeah. himself. So Matthew 28, the Great Commission, mm. Jesus, who has all authority in heaven on earth because he's the king and the ruler of the whole universe. He calls his disciples to go out and make other disciples of all nations across earth. And the third reason that I can see in the Bible is because sharing the message of the gospel with someone is actually the most loving thing we can do for that person. Mm. I think it's easy, especially as medical students and doctors, we can often think that meeting people's physical needs, giving them good medical care, uh, spending time with them, talking to them, giving them food and shelter and all that sort of thing um, is the most important way we can love people. And those things are all really loving and really good things to yeah. do. But ultimately what people need is to hear the message of the gospel so that they can be forgiven of their sin um, because of the work of Jesus and so that they can have the hope of eternal life um, with God in the new creation. And John John 3.36, it talks about um, that if someone has rejected Jesus, God's wrath remains on them. So we're also saving them from facing the rightful punishment that they deserve um, from God for their sin. That's really interesting. So it's something which we are commanded to do that actually is very loving to people and what you mentioned which is quite interesting is the 
process of evangelism is something which in and of itself gives God glory. And that's really amazing to think about. Mm. And I really like that point uh, that you mentioned in the article. Mm. And in this whole process of uh, doing uh, the uh, do, going through the motions of telling other people about the gospel and bringing them to Christ, one really important thing is to pray for them. And so that's really important, but uh, it's sometimes hard to actually remember to do. How do you go about thinking about praying for other people and reminding yourself to do that throughout the day? Yeah, that's a good question because prayer is so helpful. People, the Bible describes people who don't know Christ as being spiritually dead in their sins. So ultimately no one can be saved unless God works in them to uh, give them a new heart and bring them from spiritual death to life. Um, and we have a God who hears our prayer. We have a God who finds great joy in answering uh, prayer. And uh, so how can we actually do that? How can we remember to pray? Yeah. It's something that I admittedly haven't always been great at and I'm still growing in. Mm -hmm. That some really helpful things I've done in the past and I've heard other people do are sending an alarm on their phone that goes off, say, once a day at a time they're normally pretty free. And that's a reminder for them to pray for a, a non-Christian friend that they're trying to share the gospel with. Um, I am currently using an app called Prayer Mate on mm. my phone, and that's a really helpful app where I can set up lists of different things I want to pray for. So I have lists for all sorts of things, for people I'm trying to share the gospel with, for ministry teams yes. that I'm leading at church, for missionaries that our church supports. But each day after I sit down and read my Bible, I'll go onto that app, and the app will give me five things from those lists to pray for. Yes. So I am... Uh, constantly as I do that, yeah, praying yes. for non-Christian friends. But I think going through med school, one of the things I found really helpful, um, especially being part of CMDFA, was prayer groups. So CMDFA had a prayer group that I used to go to every Thursday morning. Uh, my regular church Bible study group, we used to pray after reading the Bible each night. And that was a great opportunity to get people to pray for me as I was trying to share the gospel with friends. Um, but also a great opportunity to get other people involved in praying for my friends. Mm. Those are really helpful things, having reminders on your phone, reminders through others. Ultimately, by having lots and lots of reminders, we're just reminded to pray for other people. Mm. And I found it actually quite scary how many times I've prayed for other people and they've come and asked me a random question that I never thought they would ask. And then I'm put on the spot. <laughs> and this leads me to the next thing I was going to ask you is that inevitably when you pray for other people, questions will arise. They will ask you questions. They'll mm -hmm. ask you things about your own worldview. You'll have opportunities to ask them about their worldview. Mm -hmm. How do you go about asking people good questions that help to point them to the gospel? Yeah, good question. Um, ironically, good question. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Uh, I think what I like to do is I think asking people questions to figure out where they're at with Jesus, what their worldview is, what do they think about the idea of God's existence, um, what's their family upbringing, have they been to church before? Mm. Yeah, just trying to get a sense of what they believe can be really helpful in the way you then answer their questions, in the way you um, share the gospel with them. Um, asking them questions about themselves also uh, demonstrates that you genuinely care about them. Um, this is 
trying to share the gospel with someone isn't something that we want to be robotic about. We actually do want to yeah, love and yes. care for people. And so a way of doing that is by genuinely taking an interest in what they believe yes. and being humble as they tell us about that. Um, yeah, and I can remember lots of stories about when I've asked good questions uh, to someone, good why questions about why they believe what they believe. It's actually been more helpful in sharing the gospel with that person than just simply off the bat sharing the gospel. Yeah, um, yes. And so one story, one and one story in particular that I can remember was with a guy who I'd been meeting up with to read the Bible for a little while. Yes. And uh, I wasn't exactly sure where he was at, um, but we had just talked about the cross and what Jesus had done on the cross. And I asked him the question, if you were to die today and God were to ask you, what, why do you think you should go to heaven? What would you say? And in that answer, it came out that he, he believed in salvation by faith plus works. He talked about uh, that he believed he should go to heaven because of what Jesus had done, but also because of the work he had done in the hospital yeah, yes. and the work he had done in loving people in his life. And that prompted me to go to a passage in Luke, um, the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector. And we talked about how just simply humbly coming to God in prayer, asking for God's mercy, that's how we're saved. The, the tax collector in that story walks away having been justified and having received God's mercy. And he understood the message of the gospel for the first time through that, and he was saved. Praise God. What an example of how asking good questions can help to point people to the gospel. Mm. And one thing that inevitably comes up is when you do ask people really good questions and give them space to talk, almost inevitably the question will be reframed and you'll get a chance to say what you believe yourself to the other person. The other person even might ask you about your own story of how you became a Christian and what you believe. Mm. In this case, what are some useful pointers that you find in sharing your own story and your own testimony with other people. Mm. Yeah, I think I talk a bit about that in the article, that our testimonies can be a really good way of sharing the gospel with people that we're um, trying to evangelize to. And I think our testimonies can be really powerful because they're true stories, um, personal stories, so they can't be refuted. And they're the story, our testimony is the story of how God has worked in our life to save us and bring us into his kingdom. Mm. So they're powerful and miraculous stories. Um, when I share my testimony with someone, I like to break my testimony down into three parts. So what was my life like before I became a Christian? How did I become a Christian? And then how has my life changed since I became a Christian? Um, and so that allows me to tell the person about how God's worked in my life to change me as I've been saved. But in that section, in that middle section about how I became Christian, it's also a great opportunity to share the gospel with yes. that person. Yeah, yes. Um, and also make it clear that once you come to understand the gospel, you have to make a personal choice for yourself about whether you want to accept that offer of forgiveness that Jesus offers and uh, put your trust in him as both Savior and Lord. It's amazing when you really get to tell someone what you believe through your own personal story, mm. which sounds like has been something which has been quite rewarding for you and also a really, really important part of evangelism. One thing, though, that I wanted to ask is often when you do get to share your testimony with someone else mm. and do get to tell them the message of the gospel, 
often it can take a long time, weeks, months, possibly even years before that person does become a Christian, if at all. Mm. And during that time, it's hard to know exactly where we go after we ask those initial questions and have those initial questions. How do you decide what the best next step is for the person once you've told them about the gospel or told them a little bit about yourself? Yeah. So I think God, by his grace, he can He can save someone that first time they hear the gospel. Um, he can bring them from death to life. But yeah, in my experience, it sounds like similar to you, mm. the process of someone um, coming to faith often takes months, if not years. Mm. And so I think it can be helpful to think about what would be the next best step for a person that I'm intentionally trying to share the gospel with. Yes. Um, and so often the first step uh, might just simply be telling the person that you're a Christian. I might be telling them that you went to church on the weekend when those conversations about how was your weekend inevitably come up in lectures or when you're talking to people at the hospital. Uh, then you might share what you learn at church and that can be a great opportunity to share the gospel because hopefully at church every single week the gospel is being preached in some way. And so you can share the gospel with them as you talk about church, as you talk about what you did at Bible study, as you talk about what you've been learning in your own personal Bible reading. Um, this can also some this can warm someone's eye, warm someone to the idea of church as well. So maybe the next step might be inviting them along to church. Uh, a good interim for that might be helping them get to know some of your Christian friends at church outside of church so you might organize a social event with some of your christian friends and some of your non-christian friends yeah make your friends their friends yeah exactly <laughs> sanchan likes to say make your friends their friends um but yeah ultimately you want to get that person to church you want to give them as many opportunities as they can to hear and understand the gospel that and if church isn't something they're interested in doing then offering to read the bible with them one-to-one -one can also be a great next step um yeah and those are all very very helpful tips and i've noted personally for me when i've tried to invite other people to church or tell other people about church inevitably what comes up with non-christians is they'll tell you some preconceived notion they have about church mm. or some preconceived belief that they have about what christians believe some things are quite challenging and especially for medical students something that comes up really often is difficult bioethical issues mm. and difficult stances that medical students who are Christian might have, which is different from their non-Christian counterparts. Mm. These are often really, really challenging, especially in the process of evangelism. And how do you go about trying to answer some of these tough bioethical questions in the, in the medical sphere when people ask you? Yeah, I get really nervous when I have these conversations with people. Makes two of us. <laughs> <laughs> I think... Yeah, I try and first I try and remind myself that how God says to live um, through his word is actually the way we were created to live. It's the way of living that brings us the most joy as we follow uh, God's good design for us um, in our lives. But as I'm having those conversations with people, I think it can be really helpful to know where in the Bible can I go to explain what God's word yeah, actually yes. says about these issues. So some big ones that come up all the time, things like abortion, mm. homosexuality, euthanasia, especially in medical circles. And so having a few passages I can go to to help explain the God's view on each of those issues 
is a good start because mm. um, we're also pointing people back to the Bible and showing them that that's our authority for everything we believe. Yes. Then I think I also try and remember that my goal of those conversations, there's a secondary goal of trying to convince the person of the biblical view on that issue, whether it's abortion or homosexuality yeah, or something else. But my primary goal in those conversations is I want to share the gospel with that person through yes. the way I answer that question, knowing that it's through hearing the gospel. It's the gospel that has the power to save people. Um, and when people do repent of their sin, put their faith in Jesus, trust in him as Lord, then they'll be transformed yeah. and want to live lives that are pleasing to him and yes. in line with how he wants us yes. to live. So, yeah, that's my ultimate goal is share the gospel in those conversations. Yeah, that's such an important concept that it's really important to share your view, but even more important that the person you're sharing with is able to see the love of God. And that's your primary objective. Mm. And one of my favorite parts of your article where you mention how this can be done practically mm. is not just through answering questions, but also adorning the gospel with your whole life as well. Mm. This is a really big topic, but what ways can you encourage our listeners to adorn the gospel with their life? <laughs> That's a huge question, Kashi. There are, <laughs> there are so many examples of things you can do as a medical student, as a doctor to be practically loving other people and displaying, uh, yeah, displaying Christ through the way that you act and talk and think. That one thing I found really helpful when I was a medical student was showing hospitality to people, inviting them over for a meal. It was a great opportunity to love them by uh, giving them some uh, sometimes good good quality food, other times not as good quality. <laughs> a good attempt. A good attempt at quality food. Um, but it was a good opportunity to also welcome them into my home, to get to know them, uh, to introduce them to some of my housemates who were often Christian, um, especially during exam periods as well. Yeah. I found that often medical students don't want to cook during exam periods. They'll often go out and get macros or KFC or whatever it is, uh, which probably isn't great food to be eating while you're trying to study <laughs> for exams. Not good brain food. And so by inviting someone into your home to share a meal during the exam period, you're also you're sacrificially loving them because you probably don't have time to cook during those times either. Um, and your mini and need that they have while, yeah, being able to love them well. But what about you, Koshi? Do you um, have any ways of practically loving other people or joining the gospel with your life as a medical student? Yeah, as a medical student, I think there are a couple of things which I tried to keep in mind. The first and foremost one was really understanding that the reason I'm there, especially on prax and in the hospital, was not just to tick off some logbooks or tick off things and move on, but really use this opportunity for God's glory, uh, help myself to understand the content, engage with patients, engage with other people in the way that would be glorifying to God, using the most of this opportunity I had, um, taking the time to, uh, to talk to patients if I could, taking the time to stay back and learn more where I could, and really living, living out the enthusiasm and love I have for the content I was studying in a way that glorifies God, not just ticking a box. And I think that was something I tried to do that really helped to set me apart as a medical student and as a Christian. And I hope that was something that my uh, other medical students would see and could see that was different about me and would hopefully help them to um, see God working through me in that respect. Yeah, I really like your point there about 
taking the time to talk to and get to know and love patients yeah. rather than that being a way of yeah showing christ's love and that being a great witness to your colleagues and other medical students yes because i think as medical students it's when we have the most time to just sit and talk to patients and get to know them and their families yes. and love them well where i found once i started working as an intern yeah. and there was just so many different things that yes. i had to get done that i just didn't have that same amount of time to yeah. learn but especially to really talk to and engage with and get to know patients and their families it's yeah it's such a valuable opportunity when you are a medical student and it's something which can really be a way that you can use your f faith and adorn the gospel, which is not direct, but more kind of indirect and showing God's love through that process as well. Mm. And just before we kind of wrap up, uh, I want to say that there's probably a lot of listeners here who are thinking that they are Christians, they're trying to share the gospel with their friends, they're trying to bring other people to Jesus, but they haven't seen any direct food from that from their labor. Mm. They might have seen um, people who they've been sharing the gospel with for years still not engage and still not become Christian. What encouragement can you offer to these people who might not have directly seen the fruit of their hard work? Yeah, that's a that's a really helpful question because I have seen this happen with with friends, even with myself at times where you're really intentional and in trying to share the gospel with people but you're just not seeing that much fruit from those conversations I, I i think of a particular friend in med school who was a really faithful christian always at church bible study had lots of people she was praying for and trying to share the gospel with that there was times where she felt she felt really burnt out because she seemingly wasn't seeing any results of the effort she was putting in that I think I have two pieces of encouragement there. The first is that you are bringing God glory by sharing the gospel with people, by telling people about the work he's done to achieve salvation for sinners at such great cost to himself. Yeah, it's like what you're mentioning in why we evangelize. Even if it's just the process of evangelism, that also brings God glory in and of itself. Mm, yeah, exactly. And the second reason is that God is sovereign. He's in control. He can use these conversations years down the line. Um, yeah, as people reflect and think about the conversations that they've had where the gospel has been shared with them. So I can think of one guy who goes to our church now and he, we have a, an evangelistic structure at our church called the Life Series where people come and they hear the gospel explained over five weeks and this particular person, he came to the Life Series about 10 years ago. He was invited along by his Christian girlfriend of the time. And he was quite apathetic towards the gospel. He came for one week and then didn't come back for the other four weeks. But by God's grace, 10 years down the line, he came back to the Life Series. He heard the gospel explained. He came to all five weeks of the Life Series. And in week five, I think it was, he put his faith in Jesus. He was saved. And now he is about to join a Bible study group for the first time. He's serving at church. He's reading the Bible with his wife and his young children. And he's even going out and sharing the gospel with his colleagues. So it's a, yeah, such a powerful witness of how God works so many years down the line. Wow, praise God. Mm. That's, that's really amazing and really encouraging to hear. And probably a big encouragement for the people out there who might not have seen their friends become Christian. Mm. It's knowing that sometimes it takes a long time, sometimes it takes years, and God is always at work during that process. Mm. 
Well, I want to say thank you so much, Nick, for coming on the podcast today and also for writing this article. It's been a pleasure to chat with you about evangelism and to hear what you have to say and uh, encouragement, especially for medical students who are in the process of sharing the gospel uh, with their fellow students and colleagues. No worries, Gachi. Thanks for having me. It was uh, yeah, great to be on the podcast. Can I pray with you to finish up? That would be great. All right, let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for this opportunity to meet with Nick after many years of studying and working together to be able to glorify you through this uh, through this podcast and also through the article that Nick has been able to write about evangelism. We pray that we'd always be able to give you glory and especially give you glory through sharing your word and the gospel with others. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, if you want to learn more about evangelism or read Nick's full article, you can do so at our website, lukesjournalcmdfa.com. Thanks.